everybody. Welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. Today I'm here with Fernando or heart.work on IG. Uh, makes a ton of super cool posters and things. I'm excited to chat with him. How you doing? I'm good, dude. But before you start, I, I've, I have to ask you, like, yeah. how do you do everything you're doing? Because like oh, you have you have like a full on podcast. You have a, I mean, you got freelance business. You're doing Instagram, like, dude. I don't know. It's mental it's, illness. <laughs> that's a grind. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like the more you. I'm sure you kind of feel this a little bit because you do like you're super consistent. Maybe not as much as you might think, but like over a long period of time, you know, I've seen you be pretty consistent, especially working in in the same style. And I know you have like other stuff going on, I'm sure. But like, yeah, once you start doing it, you instead of uh, feeling like, oh, I'm I'm lazy. I don't want to do this. It starts to feel, in my opinion, more guilty that you're not doing it. Like, oh, I need to keep up my my streak Dude, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Today was the first like day or actually yesterday I had, I had a, like a pretty whirlwind September and yeah. today and yesterday was like my first day off in like a while. And I was like, dude, well, I'm not working. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel bad that I didn't do anything like this morning or yesterday morning. I'm like, it just, you get into that mode and then you like right. can't stop. And it's really like kind of bad. I like know. I saw, I saw your, your uh, video on like kind of burnout. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I feel that. <laughs> right. It's hard because like, I sometimes think I'm hypocritical, but not because I don't agree with the things I'm always saying, but I feel different ways at different times. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. you got to do shit every day. Like never like you know, not never relax, but like, don't get out of the kind of consistency and momentum. And then other times I have the exact opposite feeling where I'm like, don't push yourself and do all that bad stuff. Cause it's going to root like mess you up in the long term. And I think there is no real, like you could read all the time management books and like try to figure out all yeah. the cool, like tricks and whatnot, but it doesn't matter. Like you're just going to do what your mind and bodies want you to do at that moment. It's really hard because like, you know, it depends on the person and their work style and all this stuff. Like you can take as much advice as right. you want, but it's, it's like, whatever you're doing, it really like depends on how you like to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you can try to find a balance, like that's, that's the key. That's it. Yeah. Everything's you know? so nuanced. That's why I find it hard to sometimes speak on topics online because I know that there is all that nuance, but you almost have to disregard it when you're explaining something because it would like ruin the point yeah. if you're like but but and this and this and this like in like so many caveats like it ruins like a cool statement if you have to add on all these little taglines about yeah stuff. do you do you know um matthew and cena yeah i have so much envy of his like his process like he it looks like everything he puts out it's like so like beautifully crafted and planned and all this stuff and like Dude, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> like, I I just I'm I'm much more of a uh, sporadic kind of thinker. I think that I can't like flow. Right. I'm sure there's like a lot of different things that he does, and it doesn't always work. But um, mm -hmm. you know, it just lo always looks so clean, and like he's seems to like keep to such a schedule that I just I wish I could do that. You know, even if I. Uh get on a schedule or whatever and like uh how do you say it um have like a reserve or whatever and have stuff like planned out far ahead like let's say i could have 10 things i want to post if i just did like three a week it would be like real comfortable because i could plan it out far but i get too yeah. excited and i'll post them all in like a row and then i'm back to like oh shit i need more stuff yeah. i ran out or whatever it's weird when you sit on something too because like it like you kind of forget about it. Like I'll mm -hmm. make posts. I have usually have like four or five just like yeah. working and um, I forget about stuff. And then like when I finally finish it, I'm like, oh, well, I just right. might as well put it up. But like the it's like fun to hold on to it for a second. Just be like, yo, like this is cool. Like before you just because once you post right. it, it's over. <laughs> like The process is like the fun part, I think. And uh, 
you know what like when you put it on it's like all right there mm-hmm. there it goes no more working on that <laughs> more often than not the outcome of whatever you're putting out online is probably more disappointing than like uh the actual fun of making it because yeah. you're always going to love the thing that you made more than other people because when you get and it's weird the way the yep. mind works because I can get so much uh, good feedback and it doesn't really like motivate me that much, but bad feedback will like upset me way more than like a thousand good like comments or anything like that. I like to think that I like I can take the feedback, but it's always like hard, like whenever you run into it. I mean, I worked with a lot of agencies and like the constructive feedback anyways is something I learned over time, but it's still like something you got to swallow when you get it. And then you're like, okay, <laughs> he might be right in this way. And then everything's subjective. So you could be looking at a different way. Who knows, you know, how long have you been working like as a designer art director or whatever? Um, pro- probably like 12, 13 years, like professionally, I guess. Uh, okay. Somewhere around. Do you there. still get, um, that feeling when like, even though you're super confident in what you're doing, like the first round or whatever thing you send over, you're like super nervous waiting yeah. to see if they're going to be like, it's good to go or here's all these shitty changes you're going to have to make. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think like I feel confident enough in terms of like, I know I can get at least close on most things. Like if, mm-hmm. if you know, the brief is like pretty well done or if it's pretty clear what they're asking, like I, I feel pretty confident in that, but it's uh it's definitely like a you you still feel nervous like every time especially if i work with new people like mm-hmm. if i don't know how they're going to react or if i know how they give feedback or not it's like oh shit like right. i'm going to fuck this up for sure <laughs> what um cuz i know i've i i found your stuff through like instagram and i know you do like the the main stuff you do is like with the cars and all the like collage poster-esque type stuff and but I was when I was looking at your portfolio, because it's crazy how compartmentalized the internet is, because you have all this and it's in its own right, super impressive. And then when I saw the portfolio, I was like, damn, and he does all this cr- actual like um, <laughs> client work, you know, so it's yeah. crazy because some people, they're they're not they're both they're not both. They either have this super big page online, they're real consistent, yeah. but maybe they're professional work or whatever is like lacking and then vice versa they don't post at all but they do crazy stuff it seems like you found a balance and can you give me a little bit of like background on kind of your career and that in that side of things like with freelance and positions you've been in and stuff gosh i don't know like exactly where to start because i i sort of pin it to somewhere in high school when i took like photography classes and stuff but Mm -hmm. um i really didn't like become a designer until um i moved up to boston i'm in boston okay. by the way <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so I, I grew up in florida and then um worked in boston for i don't know i think eight or nine years now and uh i worked at an agency like my first job was at like a uh advertising agency that was like i was like the deck designer you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For like new business pitches. Yeah. And uh, really just had no idea about like advertising or anything in the sort. I was sort of just thinking I'd be some kind of graphic designer somewhere. And then uh, that like kind of blew up my world in terms of like understanding what could happen. Cause like that led into like um, kind of finding out about like art direction and that being a job and everything. So mm-hmm. like that was, that was like my little step into the creative world was um, becoming like a junior art director there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I worked like the traditional ad creative thing for a while, um, four or five years there. And then I was at another agency for a couple of years and um, decided that wasn't like the route for me anymore. And then went freelance after that, you know, how long have you been doing like freelance for now? I think it's like three and a half years or like coming up four years, something like that. Do you think um, that it's a, uh, cause like working in the, that more uh, corporate or maybe like salaried role or whatever, what do you think are the biggest kind of pros and cons of each 
avenue i don't know dude this is like a hot topic in my brain right now because i'm sort of like considering going back to full time Mm. and it's it's a little bit i mean uh, i don't know the right answer i think it's like there's a lot of cool stuff about freelance obviously i mean I've, i've never made more money in my life since i like started freelancing that was like a big change that I didn't understand in the beginning. Mm. And then, cause I was grinding it out like early, early on and you know, nothing was happening. And, and then finally after almost six, seven months, like I was starting to get some like consistent gigs going. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, freelance is like very freeing, but it's also kind of lonely, yeah. you know? And like, that's one of the big things in my head right now is like, I miss being in a room with people and like pinning stuff up on the wall and like kind of talking about design with other people. Like a lot of, you know, sometimes you get some like really cool clients that'll work back and forth with you or they have other designers that you work with, which is fun. Um, But sometimes you just, you know, you get the job and then you go make your stuff and then you come back and give it to them and that was, and you do it by yourself, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's uh, one thing I've been thinking about for a while, even though I, I love like the freedom of it. I, I feel like uh, that really works well for me, but I think it's also sometimes like a little bit working against me, you know? In a way. Right. It's weird because I feel the same way. I haven't really been considering like doing it or anything, but I feel the like whole working with other people thing because I was never someone that felt that that was something that I needed or was like necessary. And like, I was when, even when I worked at my last job during like COVID, I was like a, I was stoked. I didn't have to go to like the office and all that. Like I liked working remotely, but I started to realize for better or for worse, like it made me, um, yeah, like more lonely. But I think the way I was able to combat that is with stuff like this, as well as, um, just, it felt like not having to commute and go to the office and like have a company drain all your energy. I found myself being more extroverted with like my friends and stuff and doing more uh, like outside activities because I wasn't, I used to get so tired throughout the week, not even want to do shit on like the weekend. Now I'm like, I can work my own schedule. So I feel more energy and stuff. Yeah. Dude, this this thing is a blessing for the community. I got I forgot to say. Oh, thank like, you, man. Um, the the podcast. There's no. I mean, I don't know a ton of other people that are like interviewing other designers besides like Adobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like Adobe's like super polished and you know right. only the best of the best of whatever uh, most notable people. Um, so like to hear from other designers in that same like spaces as maybe you and I like is like awesome. Awesome. For the yeah. Community. I want, I mean, Adobe needs to let me go to do like a live one already or something, man. That, yeah. that show would be tight. <laughs> I'd be so fucking <laughs> nervous, dude. Like I'm like, I, I just like an Adobe live. I, I would totally yeah. fuck that up. I always see like, because <laughs> I can't talk about it while I make oh, it. Right. It sounds like so such That's a nightmare. the hardest part about the. Um, I think I could do the. I'd be down to be the one that talks to the person doing the thing, since I have a lot of experience yeah. with that. But I know how it is because yeah. when I'm recording videos that are more, um, uh, not not necessarily tutorial, but maybe like the process driven stuff, and I'm working on something like a poster or whatever the thing always turns out worse first of all because there's like the added pressure of like (laughs) less changes and like you can't be tripping on something for like an hour while you're recording or whatever yeah and then secondly it just feels like i either say like nonsense because i'm too worried about not talking at all or there's like a span of like a minute where i didn't say like anything so i just do like a little like speed up or something because it's like me with my mouth open just staring at the fucking screen for five minutes or whatever what were you thinking when you started this like i i want to know what went through your brain because like i would be like oh shit like i have to Mm. be on in like an interviewer and ask good questions all this stuff like were you like i'm just gonna wing it i don't know well i did the i started the youtube channel in its entirety like probably eight six or eight months before I did any of the interviews. And then that, that yeah. just became like a series or whatever. But once I started doing them, I mean, I, I don't, 
I just did it like because I always like podcasts. I always listen to not necessarily design, but like comedy and like other ones. And I always think that they're interesting. And I've always wanted to have one, but I never wanted to be a guy that was like, oh, this is just like me and my homies, you know, like shooting the <laughs> shit because everyone thinks they can do that, but they can't because they're not as entertaining as they would like to think they are, you know. But then it, it's crossed my mind, dude. Right. I'm not gonna lie. And then I've thought, like, <laughs> well, this is I. I know this, and like you said, there's stuff like this that has existed or does exist, but it's a lot more like red taped and like kind of. If it's not like Chris Doe or Aaron Draplin, it's like that's it. You know, that's like the only people that seem to like go on these type of things. So I was like, I'm gonna try to get those people, but also people that are yeah all the way from, you know, people I know and as friends in the middle. And I think that the first 20 are like awful. If I'm being honest, I've gotten so much better (laughs) at interviewing everything from forming better notes, better questions, not interrupting people as much because I I do that a lot in my normal life. So I really have to be uh, like, just, try to let them finish stories. I did that a lot early on. And I look back and I'm just like, damn, because you forget when you do something for so long, how much it progresses because it's slow and slow and slow. But even everything looks worse in the beginning. It's hilarious. Well, I can tell you from an outside perspective, it's gotten better. And uh, I'm psyched for you, dude, because I think that like, like I said, it's, it's a huge thing for, for people to see like, and hear from other designers that are not like Aaron Draplin. Although I could watch Aaron Draplin right. for like eight hours straight. But. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's funny. Uh, Having on yeah. him was interesting because it was so early. I almost feel like it was like wasted because the quality was worse and the they got decent views for the time. But I think if it was now, it would have been more impactful because yeah. there was less like audience. You know what I mean? Just get him back on, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll I join. Felt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like he was like throwing. I don't even know why he came on then. Honestly, I, like I had no, uh, there was no like social proof for him to be like, oh, this is a legit thing. It was like episode five or something. You know, like I I've worked with him on a uh, long time ago on a Saucony thing for a shoe company. Oh, thing. really? Yeah, and um, like the guy is exactly how he mm-hmm. appears like it so I, I don't know everything he says about like he just like likes to help a little guy and like he responds to every fucking email like he's right. on top of his shit all the time and he's always the same and i wouldn't be surprised if he like would come back again so <laughs> i wanted to ask you i first found out about you through the instagram posters and stuff and i just I think I said this in that video I was talking about the portfolio one, but it combines like so many of the things that I like, like the stuff that you do, because it's the car stuff that I'm really into that I don't, a lot of the car design I see is too like clean for me, I guess is the word to describe it. Yeah. It combines like collage, it combines like color, texture, like, and it's also, um, everything has like this thread through it. That's like, Oh, I know you, you made that. Cause I can tell, but it's also so everything is like unique with the shapes and stuff. And I'm curious what, what started like this big project and how do you kind of keep inspired to keep going with it? I started with like a 365 thing. Like it was oh, okay. when I, when I left my job, I was like, I think I was so like sick of the ad game and like everything yeah. that came with it that I was like, I'm just going to do as, like as much shit that's opposite from that as I can. Uh-huh. And like a lot of people have done 365, but man, did that like help me understand a lot of different like techniques and like the mm. stuff I like to make and like how to use textures and colors. Like it, I really credit that with a lot of, um, with a lot of what I do now because I was just like hammering through every day trying to make myself do it. But also like I was learning a lot in that process. So I started with that and then I was just, I wanted to do stuff for music and um, I started just making album covers cause I didn't have any work that was like, I could sort of sell to artists or labels to make artwork. And I started there and, you know, I just did it because I liked it and it was opposite of what I was doing. And then, um, I had done a couple of them with cars 
And mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh shit, like I just like to do this because I would grab it from old advertising magazines and stuff like that. But it, it was, uh, I don't know. It was something that just clicked in my brain. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to start doing cars now. Cause I just like doing cars. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was it really. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the stuff that you use in the posters, like the imagery, are you sourcing that like physically or digitally? Mostly digital. Yeah. I have okay. like a bookmark thing that has like a million different references from like mm. people's Flickr accounts, like those crazy people that like scan ads in and they yeah. just like catalog them. I'm like, dude, God bless those people. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's and so I I grab a lot of stuff from there and then like, um, just kind of mess with it and I, I mean there's like the the photography that comes out of like the 60s and 70s like the way they illustrated or photographed the cars back then is like just freaking beautiful. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to replicate because it was it went through so many like shitty processes that that we try to emulate now because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Scanned in and like, uh, you know, I don't know, from different pieces of paper that wasn't like right. super um, easy to print on and stuff like that. So it just comes goes through all that stuff and it gives it like that look. And um, I don't know. That's that's the, the era I love the most for sure. Right. I agree. And even when I do stuff um, more like by hand, like sometimes it's stuff that it can easily be done the other way. Or sometimes people I'll make like a video about something, cutting something out. And I always get like a few comments, like, why didn't you, like, you could just do that in Photoshop or whatever. And I always just, I always just tell them like, yeah, but I don't want to, it's better. I like it like this, you know? I wish I could do the analog stuff because it feels like I don't have time, but I think mm-hmm. like the, the effect and everything feels I think just the process feels much better. You know what I mean? But I, I learned a lot of stuff to like try to emulate those things. Cause I was like, I was really into a designer. His name was a uh, Carl Martins. He's mm. from Amsterdam and everything he does is like kind of print based and actually like, you know, taking things and like painting them and putting them on the paper and stuff like that. I think like, that really inspired me, but I was like, well, I don't have all those things. So I'm just going right. to try to like replicate that thing in Photoshop. Um, but yeah, I, I envy people that do that for sure. I feel like, uh, you do have a good, uh, techniques and stuff for doing that though, because a lot of it, especially the st- like it does help that you're sourcing stuff that was, uh, scanned in from like the period and things because yeah. that really helps with the uh, what do you call it like the half tones and all the print type yeah. shit but um, your overall thing feels cohesive like if you did it hand cut I don't know if it would necessarily like benefit you that much because it already has a good like more uh, physical and textured feel than something that's super like polished and shiny you know thanks man yeah I, it it takes a lot of time as you know to like yeah. figure out how to work it and then like know the all the little techniques to like figure out like how to get that effect like it took yeah. me forever i mean it took me a year to like really understand of doing it every day to really understand how to do some of that stuff and um mm-hmm. like i said that like 365 i really like credit it as uh something where i was like okay now i now i understand like how to be a designer because it it just right. beat it into my brain, you know, <laughs> even outside of, you know, having to put it online, like you're just making, you wouldn't make 365 fucking posters for, for, for your health, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's quite a feat. I have yeah, some friends crazy. that are doing it now and, um, it's, it's crazy. Like you don't see it when you're in it, but like the progress you make from the start to, to the end, like you mentioned about the podcast is like night and day. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen like my first post, but it's not that great. Like, it, and for probably 20 posts after that, you know, maybe I found something, but it was uh, definitely a learning process. And I loved that process because I, 
didn't care about anything. I didn't under, like mm -hmm. care about logo sizes or having to adhere to a brief or anything like that. I was just kind of having fun. And uh, right. sometimes I miss that, you know, I've noticed too, as I do more of that, like stuff we were talking about, that's like more analog. I've actually gotten to work on stuff like that now for clients, which is nice because a lot of times the personal like practice doesn't blend too like cohesively with what people want yeah but the downside is like when you have to make changes on that shit it's fucked man like you have to reprint stuff and like oh yeah i did just rescan this yeah yeah it's gnarly <laughs> man because like they don't get it they're like just can you just like or they're like he just changed his word or whatever this font and i'm like fuck man yeah the okay. that kind of stuff like the timelines are are not friendly for physical things that's for sure no. it's it's kind of a shame too you know right that's why I found like Instagram is like the little safe haven for like things that take time. And like, that's kind of how I feel about it is like, oh, like at least like if this, this like client thing doesn't go well, at least I have like my profile and the stuff that I like to do um, mm -hmm. as like a, that's why I've been like a little bit afraid. Like a lot of people ask me to, to sell posters and stuff and, and I just don't because I'm like, I kind of don't want it to be a thing. <laughs> Even though maybe someday, someday I will, but it was like, you know, if it starts to like become a process to maybe make money or like figure out a printing thing, like it, it will lose some of its sparkle in a way. I think 100% it will lose the sparkle. It's about knowing if the trade-off, if the sparkle of the money is, is that good to, to compensate yeah. the loss of, you know sentimentalness or whatever you want to call it then yeah but i stopped my print store like the other month because i started to get mad when i would get orders because it was just something i had to do now and it's like oh, that's not God, yeah that's not like good you're supposed to be happy with the order but one order would come in and i'd be like all right i'm not going to ship stuff out till i have like five or ten so it's like a trip to the post office i get five i send it the next day i get one random order and i'm like fuck no yeah i, I go mean back. i can't i don't see that's what i wouldn't be do like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be good at it for sure right <laughs> have you always um like uh obviously i know you said you like designing the posters with cars after trying that out but you've always been like pretty fascinated by cars and stuff like that I'm not like a uh, obsessive about cars or anything. like I love cars. I, I'm a big fan of cars, but I I didn't like totally like get into that uh, for you know maybe until a couple of years ago. But I grew up like playing Gran Turismo and stuff. Like I I was around mm -hmm. that, but I wasn't like a, my dad fixed cars for fun and stuff. But it wasn't like a total like I didn't grow up in like a racing family or anything like that. I wish I did. But um, yeah, that just kind of came to be. And when I was like doing the 365 thing, I was just like, I, well, I, I like doing design and I like cars. Like I could just kind of put them together, you know? Right. Because even like you have to have, I'm not saying you got to be like a fucking grease monkey or whatever, yeah, like yeah. working on like a <laughs> I old I think some people car. think I am for some reason. But, but you have the knowledge, you know, like even to, I'm not saying like, you know everything or, or neither do yeah. I, but even like the small nuances on like some of these models and stuff, like they're not always the most common and you, you speak about it slightly in the, in yeah. the captions and stuff. And I'm sure there's other people that see that, that resonate with that. Like, Oh, I love that, that truck or that car. Cause I always comment when you put the mini trucks, cause that's like my favorite <laughs> genre or whatever you want to call it of, of cars. So I'm like, yes, there's another one. Well, dude, I, I have to tell you something because I, I made you a poster and um, I've got a, I didn't, <laughs> I almost made you one with a truck like that, but then I had this other thing in my head. So can I actually send that to you right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. The RV. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, some breaking bad shit. Yeah. So there's <laughs> the story behind it. Cause I would, I knew you liked that, those trucks. And I was like, Fuck, yeah, man, I should try and do something with it. But then I was like, you, you talk a lot about like AI shit. That uh -huh. truck, that truck is AI. Oh, what? Yeah. And the rest of it is like stuff I found. Um, but like, so like long story, but I, I just finished up work with a, 
a client called Nobel Foods and they're they're kind of like I don't I don't I'm not like uh, the person to, to say what they do exactly, but they figured out how to make cheese without cows. Okay. <laughs> so they, uh, they figured out how to do that and they're creating a zine called pizza futures, which is like mm. the future of pizza and yeah. like what that looks like, but it's all AI imagery. So I just, I just worked on this zine. It's almost done, but we did like, million it just blew my mind on ai dude i was like holy shit she got some experience with it yeah and i was like dude like i i I wasn't like against doing that but i just hadn't had any experience but i was like wow this can really explode um in the way that designers use things so that truck that's in that poster is like ai and then like you i just kind of built like shit around it and yeah like the cowboys and shit yeah so i don't know i just thought it was a cool mix of stuff and uh no that's sick dude thank you but the 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 ai thing would like really opened my eyes to a lot of like different ways to design because i was like making shit to like you know um whatever the input is for for the ai thing to to do and then i would like just riff off of it and yeah and kind of bring it back to reality in a way, you know what I mean? Uh Because a lot of it feels kind of mashed up, right? Like it's like it's supposed to do. And then like, once you kind of design with it and use it and and kind of mold it into something that like feels a a little bit more like curated and not like mashed up, then it it feels like actually a really like useful tool to make shit. It seems like you got to put it through your own process a little bit to make it not look like oh obviously that was ai like so they have a it has yeah. a look to it i can't yeah. explain it what it is but it's like almost like oily or something i guess is the word like everything yeah. looks like it has like a film of like gel almost on it and you gotta like kind of yeah. iron it out a little bit and fuck with it yeah that's what i was doing for this zine and i was like just trying to figure out how to make it feel a little bit more Mm-hmm. Uh, i guess human made <laughs> yeah um so uh, that sounds like a fun project though it was sure. super fun man it was super fun the the guys that that head up the marketing for for that company like are really trying to push the, some some boundaries on, on what's like norm for marketing and stuff like that that's so. the perfect like uh, methodology too with a company that's combating like traditional food and stuff too and like dairy and all yeah. that yeah yeah and they they do a lot of different stuff like that so it was a it was a fun mix of of trying to you know obviously do like advertising but in a way that feels like a little bit more artful you know Mm -hmm, so for sure how do you i think i know we talked about kind of you asked me how i do all this shit how do you manage dealing with the amount of volume and output you have as like just it's just the fact that you made that and I know you're busy or all the shit you post online and then you work with all these clients. Um, what is, how do you kind of balance all that? What, what do you prioritize? What are some of your, your tricks? Yeah, I guess? Of, yeah you know, it, um, um, I'm not like a pinnacle of productivity in that way, but I think like for me, what, what, has kind of been the case is like i'll have like one or two like long-term clients that are like yeah. month to month maybe you know sure um and then i'll I'll like pepper in a couple of different things sometimes this past month was planned to be like you know a pretty slow month but it was like this thing pops up and then this thing pops up and you're like oh like maybe i could do that you know after dinner or something and like you just like get kind of wrapped up in like wanting to do something because it's cool or mm. whatever. Or if, if you need, you know, a couple extra extra bucks, like you're like figuring out like when you can slot in stuff. And it, I think I over went overboard this month, but uh, it's definitely like just seeing um, how you can like uh, how much you can take on and still breathe because <laughs> I, I think it makes me worse, you know, when I like kind of pile on too many projects. So, Right. Do you ever feel 
like uh, you say no to certain things, but the only thing that you're saying, you're saying no to it to prioritize something that almost like doesn't even matter, like designing the the post or like doing something just does not that it doesn't matter. But like sometimes I say no, like, oh, I'm busy, but it's all busy that I just made up in my like calendar. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think like, you know, I try to be as genuine as I can, but like when I do those things, I'm like, it's because my brain needs a break, you know? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't like, like maybe I could physically do that in a couple hours, but like, because like my, my brain can't compartmentalize the whole thing. I'm like, dude, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. So I try to, I try to like think that way, but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a skill, you know? Sometimes I feel this way. So I'm curious. I, say yes or no to something out of the idea that like a scarcity mindset like oh well i know i'm good right now but like i should probably do this because what if there's no projects next time or what if i don't work with x x x y whatever company and then they don't want to work with me later like i have all these intrusive thoughts whenever i'm about to say no to someone i dude i go through the same thing and i just try to like bite my lip and say like something else will come through or like, I'll just, I'll, I'll try to like, you know, you know, if I have to, I'll take the hit and say like, all right, well, I'm just going to work a couple more hours this week or whatever, but mm. depends on how you feel. And like, you know, if you feel like you can take more on, like good on you, but you know, it's, it, it should go the reverse way. Like you should be worried about like how much you can take on yourself too. And just like, you know, plan, like, am I going to have a minute to breathe in the future instead of, am I going to have this, you know, hundred bucks in the future? <laughs> like you're trying to yeah. try to level it out and say like, no, no, I need some of that time too for myself. Yeah. That's super, super important. I, I, man, I, I, I don't do it yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, Trust I need to, yeah. <laughs> I don't practice what I preach as much as I would like yeah. to think that I do because you know, I'm working on the video about burnout at midnight, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> type of shit. Yeah. Like it, it's hard to follow your own. Uh, and do you ever like, you know, sometimes like we talked about kind of in the beginning, how I'm feeling or like if I read a certain book or if I've been in a certain mood, like if you met me at that time, you could be like, oh, that guy is all about like chill and productive or chill and like not doing burnout you can meet me at another day and be like damn he goes crazy like he's working every day yeah. it's weird dude that's from my perspective like i'm like yo jesse grinds like <laughs> <laughs> because I, I understand how like long it takes for some of these things to happen and i'm like right that's it seems like a lot to like balance out like the effort that you need to make something like that good and then sure. also switch your brain on to to be a freelance designer mm-hmm. or a podcast interviewer like those are those are completely different skills and uh, so a lot of respect to that but i think uh yeah it's it's something that like you just find over time right like to how to like balance those things out because you know you fall off the deep end and you take on too much work or you say no too much and you you know you got to borrow some money for rent that month or whatever the case, you know? So, um, trial and error for sure. I, uh, when I talked to Chris Doe, he was talking about this thing called like code switching or whatever. And basically what he meant by that is he doesn't like to code switch. So if he's working on like talks or design work or a presentation, like he only wants to do that type of thing that day. So he doesn't have to, go from the design mind to like the, oh, I'm giving a speech or I'm doing an interview or whatever, or today's yeah. for content. Like he, he break, he said he breaks out the days, not by like different things he has to do. But if I have yeah. all these different things of that category, I'll do them in Monday, you know, or I'll do them. And I realized like, I kind of do that too, but never thought about it that way. Cause when I do these, I'll record them or edit them. But if I finish recording and editing them like fairly quick, j- I'm so in this mode and drained from this. I'm not going to do like more design yeah. work later, you know, even if I finish early. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no way that I could switch like that. I think I do photography work on the side too. And okay, uh, some of that stuff is like 
luckily I've been able to work with a friend to like help me produce it. So like a lot of the the back end stuff of producing a photo shoot is like done by him. And then on the day when I'm shooting, like I can just go and shoot. Um, yeah. So it helps a lot, but you know, that's, that's somebody else I have to pay and like, and you know, they're willing to help me. So it's like a huge deal, but yeah, to switch your brain like that. I mean, and I'm sure Chris Doe, like, you know, a million times just over the years have like figured out that he can't do that. So yeah, um, at the beginning he probably tried. Right. And right. like kind of failed at it. And like I said, you just kind of find out how to do it after a while and, and, uh, figure out your own path. You have a pretty like diverse collection of stuff in your portfolio, even though it all feels like kind of in your style and that you made it, what is your yeah. favorite like type of thing to work on, whether it's through clients or album art or whatever? I don't know. I mean, I guess cars, right? Like that's, <laughs> I like to do that kind of stuff. So it just, that's mainly what I've been focusing on. I mean, I like to do a lot of music stuff too, but um, music, like it's kind of the album art, the game is kind of like hard. <laughs> yeah. There's they don't so have any many, money. Yeah. <laughs> there's, so, there's no money. And then like, it feels like an afterthought a lot of the time and unfortunately mm. like the artists sometimes do that um and I, I never understood it because it like so much of it is like visual too and uh right i don't know i worked with like some record labels and i'm like damn these are, these guys are worse than advertising clients sometimes so it was uh it was a bit of a, like a realization, especially when I like got some music clients after doing that three, six, five, um, where I was like, man, this, this might not be like a huge, like path. Like I could do it for fun, but it's not gonna right. sustain anything. You know, I always want to get into it more because I'm, I like, am so proud and probably jealous at the same time when I see my friends get like when they get like the vinyl, like they do a whole gatefold and everything and they post yeah. like the vinyl on their story and it's all like dope. And I'm like, man, I want to do that so bad, but I know that that's just the romantic side of it. Like that's, that's the best part is being like, yo, look like the, yeah. the process was probably gnarly, you know, before yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that artist like probably got paid 20 bucks and <laughs> like, you know, and then, uh, had to go through 3000 revisions or whatever. Right. And like, that's just, you know, sometimes that's not the case. I've worked with artists that are like really cool and like really pushed towards something like amazing and, and are very open about it. But yeah, most of the time it's been not great. Mm. So what was it like working um, with the Acura stuff? Cause it looks like they obviously hit you up based off some of your Instagram stuff in that style that they didn't um oh really it was yeah it was um just a connection from another connection from like advertising agencies so the mm -hmm. agency that i worked with with that was uh mullen in la mullen oh yeah, yeah i've heard of them and um they do most of the accurate work um but they also have an office in in boston so like i had some connections that had other connections that mm. kind of led me to that but um yeah, I like I feel like when I worked on that stuff initially it was like sort of trying to find my style in that way. And that was like one of the things that helped me kind of figure that out because it's different when you make stuff for Instagram like you can kind of do whatever you want. And then you do stuff for like an actual brand. There's like a lot of rules that you have to follow in terms of like what can like initially like I did stuff for Acura that had shit on top of the cars. And I got my hand slapped uh, for that. You know what I mean? Like it was, you know, you can't really cover the car because <laughs> sure. that's the product, right? Um, I got away with some stuff, but it was like definitely like, oh shit, like, yeah, yeah. You you have to show the car in this way. You know, everything's mm -hmm. about the angle and the look and everything. So, but luckily I worked with some people that some more like recently, recent like, um, accurate stuff that I did was like with a manga style and 
yeah, um, that was dope. Japanese like animation that was made with it. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I got to work on that. Like that was I saw so that fun. around the city and shit. Like before yeah. I, and then I saw it in your thing. I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. It. No, these guys um in London and Japan, I think, were illustrating these like mm. an actual like anime series. And then yeah. a lot of their like work or like their drawings and stuff were sent to us to make like layouts with and kind of mess with and and i mean it was talk about it like a dream to like get like actual illustrations and stuff to work with like high-res stuff it was really fun we made about probably three four hundred versions of those freaking like out of home boards that you saw like my god i was sick of it by the end (laughs) like it was like because they were in New York and in Florida and in California, I think. So there was like a lot of different buys for it. And then right. by the time we were done with it, we were like so burnt on that <laughs> that style. But uh, there was a lot of cool, cool stuff that we made. I'm, I'm like super proud of that stuff too. So Yeah, it's dope. And working on that you. kind of stuff with like big agencies or like I used to work in a place that did like key art. So we did all like movie posters and all that. And yeah. Uh, it's weird because that place, fuck them. They didn't pay me good, but freelance <laughs> free, freelance jobs I've had that are yeah. working with those clients. It's weird because I preach like having my own contract and like this many revisions, blah, 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 when I work with independent clients. But I found that you've kind of had to give up some of that like control when you work with some of those bigger companies and kind of know like oh, this is going to be some back and forth like type shit and there's nothing I can do about it. So my only solution I found is to just front load that into the price. Like this is going to kind of be crazy. So it should be worth more from the beginning because that gives them the, they want to pay for the flexibility over anything. They want you to go back and forth. They just want it done. They'll give you the money, but you have to give up some of the mental health or whatever. Dude, I, I just did that, man. It was like yeah. this, this company, oh, well, I don't want to say the agency cause I don't want to like bash everybody, but I think like, um, they wanted to hire me or they, they tried to like tell me that they wanted to hold my time for a month. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. like they promised me this amount of work and then like, we're, they were like, yeah, we're going to hold your time for a month. I'm like. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, if you, it's like up to you guys, if I work or not, like, and I, I just wrote them back. I'm like, dude, like, I can't like promise you a month of my time if you can't fulfill it. You know what I mean? So like, if you don't fulfill it, then I lose out on a month of work. Like, and I'm right. saying no to other things that, that like I could have been taken on for that. So like, I kind of said, fuck them, but um, (laughs) there was, there's a lot of stuff like that with the bigger guys. Like they, you, you're more of a number, you know, unless some of the guys that like really, really care like about design and stuff, like you might have a connection with or something. Like if you're coming in from like a recruiter or something, like if you're not, if you don't know anyone there, it's tough. Like, yeah. You're just you're you're a designer that's on roster that you're trying that they're just gonna feed you work and like sometimes it sucks and sometimes it's like cool. And and I've had people tell me like I was working on one thing and then the day the next day I was working on a completely different like shit project. Right. And I'm like, that's not cool, you know? Yeah. I that stuff too. will fizzle out too. That's like old ad shit that, you know, like they're just too big to understand that that's wrong, you know? And it's a blessing to have some of that stuff. But like, you know, luckily I actually got a gig with Hot Wheels to to do Sick. some like like artwork for their cards and stuff. And that was from my right. Instagram. So like, it, I think it's I think it's coming out early next year. I'm not sure. but That's I, so cool. It's so that's crazy. Like, that's that, perfect for your shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, psyched, dude. I was psyched. Um, and the, the guy that I was working with, um, had told me like he had just finished a project with Aaron Traplin. So like he, Aaron did something and then I was talking to him like, holy shit, like 
it was it was a cool cool moment to like be able to do something like that you know because that's of, like stuff i did on, on instagram you know right that's so. how i um I was, that's what i was gonna say uh the the idea of the whole like you're just this person or whatever uh that you're they're working for that i think only fully changes when you become the person that they want you to be known that you made it like when you yeah. become like maybe not Aaron Draplin per se, but like a collaborator rather than a, a worker, that's when I feel like they must treat you differently because there's no way it's like Nike X, like whoever artist, and they're not just like grinding them out like Takashi Murakami or someone like that. Yeah. You know, like once you become where they want people to know you were a part of it, that's when I think all the power like completely shifts to you. Uh, yeah, I don't like, I think part of, I got a little bit of that, but it was, you know, you got to grind to get there. I mean, there's For a sure. lot of stuff like that, you know, I did that was totally shitty. And in, in all of the times that I was like past three years of freelancing, like there's definitely a lot more shitty work than there is good work. Um, right. So you kind of figure that out and try to put your best foot forward in terms of like the artwork you're releasing. But that was like a huge deal for me in terms of like, being able to do the stuff I love on Instagram and then like actually people asking me to do kind of similar stuff for their brands is, is awesome. It's awesome to, to be acknowledged like that, you know? Is it so. weird working with like, you know, the new NSX or like a hot wheel or some kind of modern car because a lot of your stuff is like from the different time where everything's more square, I guess is the best <laughs> way to say it where now it's so like, Everything yeah. looks like a supercar now, you know? It is. It is. I'm still figuring that out, dude. Um, mm. I, sometimes I test myself to try to design something with a new car. Right. Um, I, the last thing I kind of tried to do was um, with a, a brand called Polestar. They make an electric like sports car and a lot of other cars. But um, yeah, I was like, I'm kind of sick of just texturing things to death. Like, let me try right. to figure something out where it feels maybe more modern, but still like has a little bit of life. You know, I was, mm. do I was doing some, some stuff like that for another brand that like was releasing, um, an auction catalog and, you know, they wanted to be really mil minimalistic cause it was all these like very expensive cars. And, uh, yeah. I'm like, there's a way to be minimalistic but still have like a life and like not be like devoid of like color and stuff. Like I think sure. there's, there's something to be said about like trying to figure that out in, a, in the right way instead of just like one little line up here and one little thing over here and whatever. Uh, but I might be talking, uh, you might be talking to the wrong guy for minimalistic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your, your shit's good though. Cause it, it isn't and it's all, it's max maximalist kind of in a way with like how much space is filled up. But I think you're right because you do, you don't lose, like you're good with the hierarchy, you know, you don't lose the, Thanks, what yeah. the focus point is. Like if yeah. I can see all these like little characters and shapes and like graphs and shit, but still know I'm supposed to look at the, like the, the Mustang or whatever, then yeah. like it's accomplished. Right. Yeah. And that took a long time for me to figure out. Like, I definitely think about it that way because I was I, I, like, for a while, you're just making stuff because it looks cool in this corner and this corner. But then you got to take a step back and say like, oh, like, how are you receiving this information? Like, you got to maybe mm -hmm. put this one a little bit bigger, or this one smaller. And it, it takes a lot of like trial and error to figure that out. And, and it's so different with each one. Like with your poster I just made, like, you know, your eye kind of starts at the top right, a uh, top left, and then it it sh follows that Nyberg thing down, right? The type, yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> and just, I think about it that way. Like, I feel like there's a flow to those things, and like, um, you know, it's sometimes feels like more chaotic than this, but I think like that is the the 
the effort is to try to make more of a flow or some kind of like hierarchy through these things, you know? That's what it sucks too, is like you've done a good job with it. So I don't think you get punished for this, but I think some people on the internet get punished for their complexity because people can't digest it fast enough. So they don't like engage with it as quickly or share it. Cause it's not, not like a cool quote that they want on their story yeah. or whatever, but that's kind of a bummer because it almost, um, I, I've, don't like that I think like this, but sometimes I think in the, my head that way, like, oh, no one's, is anyone gonna like get this? Maybe I should like make it more uh, yeah, digestible, I guess. But then I also try to like combat that feeling at the same time. Yeah, every time I make something, I, I think about it. And I, I don't want to, but I think some of that is okay because like the general, like you're, you're sort of making it for other people to view and like, Mm-hmm. there's a communication line that happens right like you like should be able to communicate something with the design and or maybe feel something from it so right some balance there is is key but i don't i definitely know what you mean because like i fucking love like the complexity stuff right like i love it when um there's like all this stuff to find within a poster yeah. so like i i love like following those guys because you know, I kind of know how it works to be able to do that. But with some of the my with some of my stuff, like I like when you can kind of decipher things too and try to break it up. I don't always achieve it, um, mm. but it, the thought does cross my mind. I'm like, well, the, if especially when you're working with cars, like the cars will like be like you'll be able to see the car better if I give it a little of room around, you know what I mean? That's like, uh, have you followed, do you follow, um, like safe Haven, the designer? He makes like that shit where it's like insane. Like when he puts the swipes and you get to see all the small copy and like, cause he makes these posters that I think he was one of the most like copied people in my opinion for like this acid graphics, like crazy style. Like I might know what you're talking about. He, yeah. It'll be like a 3d render. That's like this big that he made on the thing. And it's yeah. like a weird fucking what's that. Uh, what's that one that whatever that machine is where you like drop a ball and all these things happen, whatever that is, that thing, it'll be like some yeah. crazy little contraption like that, that isn't like you have to find it. And there's, and then the poster in itself is just cool. And I'm like, damn, this must have taken like so long. But he's in a, a yeah. caveat to what I said. He does get like people still love it. So there's a way to do it, you know. And, I think, you know, it, it's just figuring out like what you like to do. And, and especially on Instagram, like I know that some people are taking it as a business, but it should be fun, you know. And And if you're not having fun with it, then it's just it doesn't it doesn't feel genuine um so like that when i see that stuff that kind of detail i'm like yo that guy had fun like and he probably was like oh i'm gonna hide this thing here and jesse's not gonna fucking see it right once somebody will you know (laughs) the thing i was talking about is called a rube goldberg machine goldberg yep yep uh that's one thing like hits the other thing and then yeah yeah, that's that's fun. One thing, last thing I wanted to ask you though is, um, yeah, what do you think's like the best piece of advice that you would give yourself like ten years ago when you're first starting to work in design and stuff? Trust yourself to figure it out. You know that mm. that's probably the most practical thing I could say because I, it's so different for everyone, so it's hard to to say. But, um you know, guys like you and me, like we just like love design at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. I just love doing design work. And if that means I have to do it with this thing or this thing, like, you know, whether it's good or bad, like I, I just like to do it. So I, I feel lucky that I, I, I'm there. Um, but you know, that always comes with up and ups and downs and, and you gotta just kind of push through that. But I think, uh, you know, I think that's what I would say. It's just, you'll figure it out, man. Keep pushing. <laughs> I know that's not super insightful, but I think. Uh, nah, you're good, man. That's, I think that keep it moving. You know, I always say that tribe from tribe call quest track, you know, but, uh, well, there was, it was somebody, um, uh, man, what's his, yeah. Brian Collins. 
of course, and is a huge, mm-hmm. huge name. Um, I actually hit him up long, long time ago and like on Instagram and he, um, I was just like, dude, like what, what can I, I was just grinding, you know, like cold, cold emails, cold, whatever. Uh, it was like right when I quit and, uh, uh, I was just like, can you just look at my portfolio and just like, see what you think and all this stuff Yeah, just to help me like, get advice, you know? And like the thing he told me was like, dude, you just make a lot of work, just make a lot of work and just for fun, for clients, do a lot of stuff because there is no other better teacher than just to make, to do it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you can look at every podcast, you can look at every, like, I don't know, Behance profile and all this great work. But like, if you don't actually just try to make it and keep making it and keep making it, you, you know, it will never happen for you. You just, uh, you just gotta do it, man. So, yeah. That's that's amazing advice. We get two two for one. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> well, it wasn't really mine. It was Brian Collins, who's a freaking legend. So yeah, well, then we got two. We got it from him too. But yeah. um, thank you, man, and everyone. Check out Heart dot Work on Instagram and Fernando Pino uh, portfolio and all that. And appreciate it, man. It's nice meeting you too. Thanks, Jesse. I appreciate it, man. All right. See you next time, everyone. All right. See ya.